Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name is Space Dan. Space Dan is here and reading Leviathan Wakes, the first third of Leviathan Wakes, which is the first book of the Expanse series, if you're not aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very short warm-up for us, what I, what I think is going to be very short. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's going to be a hot take rescinding on my part. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is a very rare retraction uh, that we're issuing. Very rare. Um, normally, I stand by everything I say. Mm-hmm. Now, We've got standards. At one point in the in the deep past, I made a hot take that it was fine for internet recipes to have long intros. Yeah, you did. And I, and I. I don't know if I'm necessarily retracting that specific part of it. What I'm what I want to say is that recipes actually this this extends beyond those but but a recipe website is what instigated this thought. Okay. The ads the ads out of absolutely out of control. <laughs> it's like ludicrous. It's insane. Because like I open it. I'm I'm always doing this on my phone, right? I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, what am I gonna make? Yeah. Let's let's look up a quick recipe for whatever, some kind of sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've got about an inch of my screen available to read at a time. Yeah. Because the rest of it is filled with like one video playback with the smallest X yeah. that I'm too scared to press. Yeah. Um and then like a banner drop down <laughs> that takes up half the screen. Yeah. And then like I I don't know, like a thing that's asking me if I they can use cookies as well. <laughs> and it's like t- this is unbearable. Luke, I'm actually I'm actually really grateful that you brought this up because this is something that I think in the last month I've noticed is a big issue. And I've just like it's like a slow creep. You know what I mean? Where like, yeah, for a while there'd be just like a video that would start playing and it was like, yeah, that's annoying, but I can deal with that. But then they have this pop up that's like, sign up for my newsletter and it follows you through the page as you're scrolling and you have to close out of it. And then, yeah, everywhere has to tell you, hey, if you don't, (laughs) every website you go to, literally everyone has two buttons and one button is like, Hey, just accept all these cookies and then we'll track you everywhere you go on the internet. And the other button is like, click this to like click a few more buttons. So we don't track you everywhere on the internet, but you have to pick one. Please right now, pick one. Um, (laughs) It's the word browsing the internet kind of sucks these days in general. I I think this is just general for the internet. Yeah. In general. um, I I feel like, if I browse the internet, like if if I, my 2010 self, let's say, yeah, browse today's internet, I would think that I had like a hundred viruses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like how how am I how am I how am I existing in the world with all of these? I don't I don't even know. Yeah, I will say, Luke. I think if you if you just get a little bit better ad blocker throw up a little firefox with with a few simple add-ons uh you'd cut out a majority yeah. of those but it's I, been I need a, to do this on the phone i have a work computer that i use sometimes and 
my experience of the internet and on my work computer i don't add any of those like ad blocking add-ons or whatever because i don't want to risk it um Mm -hmm. the internet is so much worse without an ad blocker guys maybe this is our find some kind of ad blocker put it on um there's a lot of good ones out there because it's just horrible it's just really rough out there um but okay the last thing i'll say before we should move because this started as a recipe thing and now it's transitioned to just like the internet kind of sucks right now mm-hmm. um those cookie things do, do what do you do what, what what button are you hitting for those cookie things what do i what do i personally what do, do you personally do luke i just accept them oh. honestly what happens is n- most of the time it's the two that you said right yep. it's either it's either accept or customize and like i'm not gonna customize yes <laughs> i'm sorry yes but sometimes there's a third option where it's like, accept only necessary cookies. And that I'll, I'll click that. And I'm like, I don't really know what this is doing. But well, I just, I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't contribute the mental space to figure out the cookies thing. I'm, I'm unwilling. See, this is the worst. I think this is horrible because they've just made everyone's experience worse. They needed to... Because this is because of a law, right? This is because of a law that was passed that they had to tell everyone, hey, we're tracking you everywhere you go on the internet. And now you have to click a button to say that we can do it. Um, <laughs> and so they've got these two buttons. One is like, any cookies we want, you'll take them. It's the easiest. It's the most convenient. But everybody, like you feel bad clicking that button because you're like, I don't. Right. I feel like I'm being used right now. I feel like I'm just like a little pack mule that you're loading me up with all these cookies to take you <laughs> take you wherever you want to go um but i don't i can't put in the extra effort to hit the other button and then go through all the check boxes and be like not those not those none of those none of those don't do any of those um right now luke i always take the extra time and click the other button (laughs) like literally every time purely because i'm a spiteful little guy purely because i'm like (laughs) You know what? The fact that you're making this hard for me means I'm going to enjoy it that much more when I don't let you have any cookies. You get no <laughs> cookies from me. I love it. And so I, I don't it. I don't give them any cookies. At least if You those, are very spiteful. If those buttons do anything. <laughs> but all they would have to do, Luke, is just put a third button on the little thing that's like, "Yeah, I don't want any cookies." Like it's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, give me the cookies. I love them." No, no cookies at all. And then maybe there's a middle button that's like, if you really want to customize, but who the fuck wants to do that, you can hit this button. I know. I know. This is somewhat similar, but like too too different to actually go off on a tangent on. But like, I don't, it's it's kind of similar to, to phone calls mm. where just like the experience has degraded so far to be unusable where like, I don't answer unknown numbers. Sure. I just, I just don't do it. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it anymore. If it has the area code of the town I'm in, like, yeah, sure. That's maybe my doctor. But if it's an if it's an area code that's not in my town, I'm not answering it. I don't care. You can send a voicemail. Send a text that's because, like, like, hey, call me because, back. Because, like, there's so many scams that's just, like, 90% of the time if I answer this phone, it's going to be a nightmare <laughs> for me. So, no. So, the, just the experience of answering the phone and using the internet, zero out of 10 right now. 
Luke, I also love this because it, it gets to how I'm spiteful in this way as well, because I will answer it and see how much time I can waste to the person on the other end. Like I'll eventually try and get a person talking to me and just I'll like walk away from my phone while it's on and and see how long they stay with it. This is this is the key. This is the big distinction between you and I. Yeah. Between Luke and Dan. I'm out here wasting yeah. so much time on things that do not matter. And Luke's like, yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I'm taking notes to talk about it on the pod. <laughs> uh, wasting time in a different way. Uh, no, that's content, Luke. That's good. We're it's making content. something. It's good content. There's our there's our warm up. Um, let us let us know your thoughts. Do you hit but the button? Do you take the cookies where they got to go? Or do you say no cookies what today? Weigh in on cookies. Um, okay, let's talk Leviathan Wakes. We have read up to chapter 18. Mm-hmm. Before we actually do the book, yeah. have you seen any of the show? I have not seen a single episode or a minute of the show. Okay, good. Me too. So we're, we're going in blind. That's good. Luke. Now. Can we talk about how this prologue sets up the most insane thing that we have yet to get any hint of for like the whole third of the book? <laughs> um, get, continue, continue. What was this like flesh thing? Like Halo? Did you ever play the original Halo game? Uh, I want to say yes, but I don't remember. There's like a mission in it where all your crew get absorbed into this weird like flesh monster. And like one of the main characters is like a fleshy body in it that like. And it just was (laughs) like, oh, yeah, okay, that's this thing. But we just see it for like half a second. And then. Yeah, I didn't understand what it was, honestly. Uh, Nobody does. Come on! I, it was like had... the engine had turned into a flesh boy? It's, they've turned into flesh boys now. It's a big flesh okay. boy. And we've got... They've given us nothing about it. I keep reading because I'm like, mm-hmm. show me just a little bit more of that weird flesh boy or like where it came from or what it's doing. <laughs> I want to hear the word flesh again. Somewhere, please. guys. But nothing. But nothing so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting start. Um, it really did set set a kind of very creepy tone. You know, like like this, the prologue was creepy, but the rest of the book has been more like thriller. It's like thriller political intrigue. And yeah, it, exactly. It's like, where is this Cronenberg, like John Carpenter body horror stuff? Where did that go? Bring it back. You can't just show us and then let it go forever. It's got to come back. And I'm sure it'll come back at some point. It's got to. Maybe that's the maybe these flesh creatures are all attacking. That's who they are. But mm, it's just that was such a wild start, guys. I'm into it. It got it me was. it got me into it, but I got to know more. That's fair. That's fair. Um Okay. So so there's the prologue. I I have to say just Right off the bat, I, I don't know which one of these came first. Just because of obvious reasons, I'm, I've got a bunch of Red Rising flashbacks. Uh-huh. You know? Yep. It was like, I was like, oh, this sounds like Red Rising. And I was like, oh, that's because they're talking about, like, planets and moons that are... That are real. 
real things. <laughs> Which made me feel a little bit stupid, but but there we go. I keep I keep making that comparison in my own head. I've um Luke, I've had a great time actually because this semester I'm teaching an astronomy course and right now we're doing the solar system and so they're talking about stuff and i'm like oh yeah the asteroid belt tell me about the moons (laughs) this is good the moons of mars yeah tell me more about those jupiter (laughs) maybe the moon of neptune one of the moons in neptune whoa okay let's go guys tell me more you should assign this as homework i've actually uh I've had a colleague suggest this, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's too okay. much. It's too much reading, though. They don't. The kids don't like to read these days. The youths don't read. That's yeah. right. I forgot. I forgot about that. Luke, do you um, want to hear a fun, a fun bit of trivia that isn't explicitly talked about in the book, but but I know because of my astronomy class. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doctor Doctor Dan. This is what. What's the name of this segment? The uh, the. Uh, let him know by Dr. Dan. Come to class. This is come this is come to come No, no, no. No, no, no. We've already had this. It's office hours. This is called office hours. We've already okay. had this okay. segment yeah, yeah. before. Um at some point they talk about the distance to something being like 3 AU and they don't elaborate mm-hmm. on it at all. Luke 1 AU or 1 astronomical unit is the average distance oh. from the Earth to the sun. <laughs> That's an AU. Okay. Okay. So, so three That's AU fun. is pretty far out there. That is pretty far out there. I have to say, there's too many AUs. Dude, I know. Every time in my class where I'm talking about AUs, I'm like about to say atomic units, and I'm like, nope, not those. There's atomic units, absorbance units, uh-huh. arbitrary units. Uh-huh. I mean, they're all arbitrary units, it's, but yeah, there's too many AUs. I, I know, but it's too many AUs. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> too much anyway anyway that's good to know that's a good little fact i hope you sprinkle those in you know what i will throughout the every every sode i'm gonna have a a new one how about that nice nice i am a little bit jealous because they keep saying like names of moons and stuff like that and i have a hard time knowing not necessarily scale but just like where everything is in relation to each other and i i don't know if i'm willing to put in the effort to Mm. look I will say if if you got a guess, I would guess Jupiter. If you don't know, just, if you don't know, it's probably it's Jupiter. Ju- <laughs> a lot of moons on that boy. Okay, that's what I'll do. Uh-huh. That's what I'll do. That's good advice. Um, okay. Since since we did something for your specialty, I have I have one note for my specialty. Tell us is, about the water. I gotta we're know. Water. We're doing water. We're bringing it in. I don't really. I don't really know. Like. It just feels like there's easier ways. Uh-huh. Like how much water? Are we losing water? This is what I'm trying to figure out too, Luke. And I'm so glad we have an expert on the podcast to help me with this. Where <laughs> is it going? Is it just, where is the water going? I don't know. I mean, like, I would, I assume that they're reusing all of it. I mean, to a certain degree, it's like very hard to get from like, 95 percent to 99 or 100 percent so like maybe they're just like it's cheaper to to haul in icebergs than it is to reuse 99 percent of the water i don't know haul in icebergs from like hundreds of thousands of kilometers away 
using a bunch of fuel. Come More. on. More. Millions. So so <laughs> right? far. Well, yeah. I mean, my answer was still correct, but it's just a lot bigger than. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Yes. You're right. Um, yeah. I don't. But okay. They can't recycle the poop water though, right? That they've got to shoot out. You can't. But no. No. Come on. You can't. No. What Luke, are you talking you about? You got to get some fresh stuff in there. You can't. That's gross. <laughs> you can't recycle that. I, I So, okay. You're losing some water. Where? Sure. Is it leaking? Do no, we but, have leaks? You can't have leaks. You absolutely cannot have leaks. This is a asteroid. We're on an asteroid. There's no leaks here, guys. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Because they're adding tons of mass to the system, right? Every time right. they bring right. one of these icebergs. A whole... <laughs> like, so much. <laughs> uh, okay, well, hold on, Luke. Oh, Luke. It's leaving. It's leaving with the ships, right? You mean they're bad? What? It- oh, like no, because the ships would just also reuse all the water. So the ships, you you load them up when they first go, right? Yeah. Where is this? I mean, water I'm assuming going? you're you're getting some plus minus here and there, some ticky tack losses and gains of water. Yeah, yeah. Where it can't be just going to space, right? I would assume not. I would assume that they're like being careful with that because it's too expensive. (laughs) You would make it not. Huh? If you're, if the alternative is like going to fricking Neptune and cutting off. They're not going to Neptune. They're not going to Neptune. Luke, come on. I don't going to Saturn whatever and cutting off a glacier and bringing it back. Yeah. Oh no. Unless it's not, unless that's like cheap. I don't know. It doesn't seem Could cheap, right? <laughs> uh, tough to say. Tough to say. Maybe it is though. I want to hear about I want to hear about their desalination technology. Um it seems like it seems like they've got a ways to go. That's all. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. No. God, this is such bullshit, Luke. I'm Oh, I'm angry about this because they could also just burn whatever's left over. They could just do a simple combustion. You get the there's chemical processes you get. To, man, all right, we do have to move on, but this is such a big issue for me. This is one of my notes. I'm so glad that we're. Oh, it's like just where is the water going, guys? Seal it up. You gotta seal it up. Okay, come all on. Right. All right. All right. Um, um, another somewhat sciencey thing, actually, I had is that I never really thought about ships not needing to be aerodynamic. Oh, sure. Know? Well, that's why the space, like the Star Wars ships, look like they do. Yeah, and I never, I never like really made that connection, honestly. But I just want to say I'm as bummed. I'm as bummed as as I forget who in the story says this, but It'd be I still Holden. think you got to make them look nice. Yeah, Holden's yeah. bummed. I agree with you. It's so depressing to just think that future of humanity is just like take an office building and put it in space. That's your that's your new job is space office. Like, oh. Yeah. That sucks. We hate that. It's lame. Um I also think, Luke, we're 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 going back to office hours because I also taught a class that was about the transition of how space was depicted in movies. And 
You taught a class on that? That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I co-taught it with Dr. Stone. Shouts out, Dr. Stone. Um, <laughs> but, okay. So, for a long time, but, like, before we actually went to space, if there was, like, a spaceship shown on TV or in a movie, it looked like an airplane. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, yeah, that makes sense. They fly. That's what we're doing. We're flying. And then when you get to like 2001 A Space Odyssey, which came out in like the 70s, 60s maybe, 60s, uh, the ships, they're, they're just like totally not like airplanes anymore. Like the, the main ship in 2001 A Space Odyssey looks like a giant like dumbbell almost. Like it's got this really thin middle part and like it doesn't, it wouldn't go anywhere outside of space. Like you couldn't have it anywhere okay. outside of space. And that's because we like started going to space and being like, oh, oh, we don't actually want to design them that way. Like we want to make them weird looking or big and round <laughs> or we're not actually making planes up here. We're just making weird, weird guys. Um, right. But Luke, it does mean that the shape opportunities are so vast. Mm-hmm. You can make right. them. Yeah. Sure. Like if you want to go maximal efficiency, you make a big cube in space but like you don't gotta you could make literally (laughs) any shape you wanted right it just has to like survive the g thrust it has to be able to like hold together when you start thrusting from one point of it right any shape will do any shape that's i just have to say like there's there's an obsession with like practicality yeah i think in a lot of i don't know literature about like space which is understandable Mm -hmm. but i want to you know what aesthetics is practical as well i'm gonna say mm, okay i think you're right but you're also wrong because (laughs) if i'm at war most of the conflict that's happening in these wars is so far away you don't actually see what the ship looks like. You just get an Im- like you just get a dot. Right. So like, I don't know. Who like your yeah, ship but, but I'm but if I'm on the ship, I want I don't want to be in an office building. I want my ship to have like a little bit of curvature so that I can look out one window and say hey to my buddy on the other side. Of the little courtyard, a little space courtyard you're that we've created. <laughs> you're saying that now, Luke, but when the battle happens, you're going to wish you had more ammo right in that spot. You're going to be like, oh, I wish we could have stored there's three more ammunition over there. No, incorrect. Because uh, in my donut, in my donut ship, they're going to they're going to miss. They're going to go right through. Okay, Luke. Actually, this is a great idea. I've come full circle. Oh, for there your, you with your donut ship. Very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, long story short, I think we're all disappointed. The ships need to look better. Maybe that's what this whole conflict is about. Is they're like, your ships look boring. We're destroying them all. Just try again. This could be a, it's like an alien race. It's like you, all your ships are boring and bad. You're so depressing. You're making us feel bad. <laughs> Just try again. It's like, it's like number one, figure out your water situation. <laughs> we're destroying that ship. <laughs> number two, your ships look garbage. We're destroying that ship. <laughs> 
It's the fashion police. It's like the it's like the extrapolation of the fashion police, but these are aliens. The 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 water and fashion police. Yeah. This is me. This is me this as is an alien. <laughs> the big twist is that Luke has actually been doing this the whole time. He hates everything about this society <laughs> and wants it to start over. It's fair. Yeah. Uh speaking of things that are horrible and ridiculous about this society, Luke, this whole this whole kind of uh, thing with with James Holden and mm-hmm. and their ship starts because they get a distress beacon that's calling them in. And they're like, we got a choice to make. If they don't go to the distress beacon, they have to like scrub all their logs because it's illegal to not go to a distress beacon. Right. What? That's a bad law, guys. You did a bad law there. I yeah Do I, I was mean, I was thinking about this too like piracy because, exists like, they like oh I'm a pirate I'm making all these fake distress signals everywhere and I'm getting so much free shit because you have to come visit <laughs> of the of the I don't know how many but like space related tv shows or movies I've seen about 80% of them have a scene in which someone is looking through the wreckage and gets surprised by something. This is the masquerade ball of space is a, is a distress yes. beacon that is bad, but you had to go to it for whatever reason. Right. Right. I, I will say, I don't know what the solution is because like you do need, I feel like you do need a reason to go to a distress beacon. Maybe it's a reward situation yeah. instead of a, instead of a punishment. Thing. Right. Like everybody's paying into like some insurance fund. And if you collect a ship that has a distress beacon and bring them back in safe or collect their crew, you get a reward that pays out from this insurance fund or whatever. Mm-hmm. There you go. Come on. Don't make it legal <laughs> to not go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other the other thing I will say about this is, as you mentioned, the alternative is to like scrub their logs. Yeah. You if you're going to make rules, you yeah. have to make it so they can't do that. So it's not even really illegal, right? Because right. It's just like, there's just like a time penalty. <laughs> if that, because who knows how long it takes to scrub the logs. Like, I don't know if they could do that on right. r- in route. Yeah. So, and like, who is, who's enforcing these laws? Because there's like three different governments. Like, is it, or is it illegal in all of the governments? I I I'm having a hard time fully understanding the government situation. Um, it it seems a little bit to me, and I'm moving us along here. Yeah, let's keep going. Um, that the rim, like where they where they are, the belters, the asteroid belt, I guess. Yeah, actually, is like not really a government because, like, in some way, they are like part of. Europe and Mars or whatever. You say Europe and Mars? You mean the Earth? Sorry. (laughs) The Earth? Earth and Mars. Okay. (laughs) That was weird. Um, But I I don't know what another government is. Because, like, Miller, our other main character, is part of a police force that is not, like, state, a state entity. It's It's a a private government or private, like, corporation. Yeah. That's sponsored by like somebody on the moon or earth or something like that. Yeah. Right. 
So it, it feels like there's no government out here. I agree with you. I do think that this is just like anarcho-capitalism out at the rim. That like these are just people who went out there and they haven't really decided to form any kind of government. Right. Um, which it's is so strange because why does anyone listen to any of the cops? Why does anyone I like, know. like what, where is your authority coming from? I don't know. If I pay you, it's enough, very, will you it's go a away? little bit libertarian. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, that's a good question. Actually. I don't, cause like they get their weapons stolen yeah and it's like not a big deal no it seems well it hasn't it hasn't become a big deal yet but it seems like it's going to well i mean okay in terms of like the story it's it hasn't factored in yet sure yeah but i mean like they're not making a big deal about it you know yeah yeah because who do they talk to about it who do they go to they're the police right right (sighs) It's interesting, though. Mm. Mm. Um, I I actually have, like, I have a somewhat related note, and it's kind of vague. Yeah, okay. But, but maybe it'll, maybe as we talk about it, it'll, it'll come to, come a little bit clearer. This, and I feel like other sci-fi books, are often, like, I feel, I feel, like, pessimistic mm-hmm. in a way that is, like, not obvious for example okay like a lot of it's like grungy you know Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of grungy aspects to it that feels like it feels pessimistic in terms of like how society has developed and like how i don't know just things have gone so for example as we know the like technology is pretty impressive right yeah. I mean, obviously we have like the ships, but then he talks about like this uh, research base mm-hmm. that like has like the smartest people and they're doing stuff, right? Except for the belters, but anyway. <laughs> and then like they also have really bad food. This is okay. I I had this note, but I I think it makes sense. Does it? So, because I think the idea is, like, you've got this class of people that is just, like, exploiting everybody else. And, like, yeah, the food is bad partly because it's, like, so... Okay, let me walk you through my thought process. Because I had the same note for a second and I deleted it. Because I was like, why is the food so bad? We have this great technology. At least it should taste good. Like, it, sure, it can be, like processed and like come from a chemical thing but it can taste good because we have like impossible things today we have like factory grown meat today that people buy because it tastes fine like it tastes some people like it some people think it tastes good um and so why might that be different in the future when we're out on a planet somewhere in an asteroid belt and like because there's not an incentive to make it taste good if it's, like, the only thing around. Okay, see, this is my point, though. This is, like, weirdly pessimistic. Like, I I feel like a lot of times these books are, like, once we get into space and are this technologically advanced, like, 
people are not going to try to make life good. Um, I think that's and like, just... I don't get it. Like, I think that they're like, I don't know, just like the, the amount of utility and like value yeah. that good tasting food has yeah. compared to the actual cost that it would be is like insane. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. There's a lot right about what you're saying here. And there's a lot right about people throughout history making bland food taste good with like really cheap and simple ways. So I think I respect where you're coming from. I think the author is trying to make a statement about the fact that like, just because technology advances, like that doesn't mean our lives are going to get better. Right? Like I would argue everyone's lives that we've met so far in these books is worse than like my life. Like I would much rather have my life than any of these people's lives um, by far. Uh, which is horrible, which is super dystopian because you would think that going to space would be like everybody's lives would get better because of all the resources we could bring in and and that kind of stuff. Um, I think I think it's just getting at the amount of people living in poverty here and that just like a bunch of people, like the number of people living in poverty is so high and the wealth disparity is so high and like wealth is concentrated really really effectively in this future and like i think there are people today who would argue that the trend is moving in that direction in our world as well um and like the example that i think is crazy has to do with fred and the him having to kill all those people who occupied that station because the dude who ran the station decided to charge like 20 percent more for water and or air or something and people just like oh it was air people just like had to not breathe people just ran out because they literally couldn't afford to buy air anymore and it just like speaks to the disparity between people just like literally not being able to breathe and people on owning huge spaceships do you know what i mean yes i so i i think that you're right and I guess I'm not even, I'm not necessarily like disagreeing or saying that this is wrong or even unlikely. Yeah. I just think that my, my main point just comes back to like, these are often so, so politically pessimistic, Mm -hmm. which again, like I get it. Like, that's fair. You're, You're making the point of like wealth disparity getting worse, even in our lifetimes. Sure. It's not wrong. Mm hmm. It just it's just so pessimistic to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, Luke. But it's also kind of fun. Here's why I think it okay. Because I'm thinking about why I still like to read books like this though. I think it's mm-hmm. still fun to go to space. I think that's what can balance that out, <laughs> is like the space stuff is really cool and fun. Right. Right? Like I love flying a spaceship around and seeing stuff. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, the book, the, like, I, my point is not to say that these books are not fun. I, I've, I've had a good time. I just want to say the little when he's when he's biting in to yeah. his meal of like textured protein. Yeah, I bet that shit tastes fantastic. Okay, I bet it's awesome. Okay, all right, Luke. you know. Okay, and they're they're granola bars that are flavorless. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, I know. This is this is a thing where I was even like, you gotta flavor that. 
Can it's we, easy. That's easy. That's easy stuff. We've been doing that for decades now. <laughs> um but that's all that's all okay all right luke fair enough um speaking of something that's mm, i don't want to say pessimistic but just like you could say it's political uh kind of an unfortunate name for that fusion drive huh oh yeah (laughs) the epstein drive oh kind of an unfortunate name that we went with for that fusion drive that we're now stuck with for probably the whole series uh, this this big important yeah. piece of technology that's named after a rich billionaire who just like shot off into the sunset this old epstein guy yeah yeah Ooh. it's a tough one now we've got all these epstein sure. drives going around just unfortunate i think just unfortunate pick of name for that mm-hmm. you miss you know it's it's bad luck you miss some here and there. You miss some. And this one, this one's going to be tricky to be stuck with. Um, <clears throat> Luke, we we may have an opportunity to go, to go back to the office for a second. Ooh, more oh, office hours. I want to talk about series. Okay. The, this is the asteroid where Miller's at. Yeah. Did you, are you able to, were you able to picture how this works? Because it took me a while to figure out how it works. But I think I understand. How, wh- how what works. So it's got gravity, and they talk about going up in levels. And so I you... know that they, like, made it spin. Uh-huh. And right? they that's, that's what I've got. And they talked about going up. When you go up in levels, the gravity gets less. Okay. The reason, Luke, is because when you spin it, right, you're going to get the most gravity on the outer edge because it's moving the fastest. Right. If it's spinning at the same rate, the outside is going to be where the centrifugal force is the most. So the lowest level is at the rim. It's like a hollowed out asteroid. The lowest level is on the like inside surface of the asteroid as it's spinning. That's the lowest level. And then as you go up in level, you're going towards the inside of this asteroid. I see. Okay. Okay. And just just to clarify, you're saying... The gravity is higher on the on the outside of the asteroid because as it's rotating, right, the like distance being traveled over uh-huh. the same amount of time is higher on the outside. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so the lower okay. levels have higher gravity. The upper levels have lower gravity. And there's a certain point if you go high enough in the upper levels, you get to the middle and there's no gravity and you're just floating in the middle. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And is it the, the the one other thing that's kind of like world building about this mm-hmm. is that's interesting is that like low gravity seems to be better. Uh, what do you mean? Cuz I thought the poorer like, people feel, live in the upper levels. I I I'm not 100% sure about about this for this particular asteroid, but like People hate being at high gravity, it seems. Well, <laughs> I mean, high gravity in terms of, like, 5Gs, yeah. No, no, no. But, I, but I mean, even, like, like I, I actually, okay, here's what it is. I think that people really don't like being in, in extremely low gravity. Yeah. Right? Just because of the inconvenience aspect of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I think also people don't like being in, like, above 0.5. You're right. They do seem to default to 0.5. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It seems like 0.5 is ideal. Maybe that's the fun, the most fun level of gravity. I know. I have no, I have no basis for this. And I'm just trying to decide if I agree. I think so. You can really bounce around. You can have a great time. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I think it would give you great control. You're not going to like run into something going super fast for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like this. 0. 0.5. I think if when I had I, to when choose, I would shopping, go 0. 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're, when, when you're, when you're choosing to move to a new city, new neighborhood, whatever, you're looking, your, your primary question is not how good are the schools in this neighborhood? It's what's my gravity? Can we get 0. 0.5? I'm willing to go as low as 0. 0.4 and as high as 0. 0.6. Okay. That's a pretty narrow range, Luke. You wouldn't be able to live on series. No. Series is not. 0. 0.3. Max. Oh, that's tough. That's low. That's a little low. It's tough out there on series. Yeah. Um, it, oh, it does mean that there are opportunities for these like gravity pads like we saw in Red Rising, though, where like people should just be mm-hmm. jumping off balconies left and right hither and yon yeah this is this is true yeah and they're not we haven't seen a ton of fun uh, like athletics or acrobatics <laughs> they all seem a little busy with trying to stay alive so far right which is frustrating yeah i um, will i will say too though luke we get people from all different planets that are interacting and so like earth is 1g obviously mars i think is like 0.6g uh, and mm-hmm. these belters are probably more at like maybe 0.3 G if they live on Ceres or some other big asteroid. But so there's going to be a big range of what G level people are used to. So maybe 0.5 is like a compromise. 0.5 is like a, everyone's sort of comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably right. But I think it's probably the most fun too. Everyone's like, this is where probably we want to be. okay that's that's all fair um i i'm realizing that we've we've basically in all of my notes are just about like the world and not about the actual plot do you have do you have plot notes my one plot note is just like for how big space is and how big it's presented as in this book it's like miraculous that all this shit is happening to one crew over and over again. Isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's all related though, right? Like yeah. I, I assume that it's all related to them. It is, but it's like, it's like Holden, Captain Holden finds this distress beacon and then out in the middle of nowhere space. And then suddenly something comes and blows up their main ship. And he's got four people. He sends out a message to billions and billions of people that's like, hey, our shit just got rocked. Uh, this, is, this is sort of details about it. Implicitly, like, implying it was Mars. And then from there, he gets contacted by, like, one of the most famous generals in the galaxy or in the, in the solar system. The Martian Navy comes to collect him. And then as soon as they do, they're attacked for like the first time in a super long time where it just like they take over the whole ship. A bunch of them die. They get on this great, like awesome brand new ship. They're flying around. They go to this new space. Like 
the number of like important things that this one crew is mm-hmm. doing is like a miracle for how big space is and how far away everything is and how like little everything is in the grand scheme of the solar system. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I do. I do. You're not wrong. Um, and I, I do wonder like, cause it, it feels like most of this has been planned to yes, some degree. I agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I also feel like a lot of it is set off by the broadcast that he sends out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which like, I, I assume that if someone was planning this whole thing would not be, they would not expect him to do. Is that true? No, I think they would. So I'm going to, I'm going to get on my, my tinfoil hat here a little bit because like, there is a moment where Miller is criticizing James Holden for the message that he sent out. And they're like, God, what an idiot. He just started a war. What, what would you expect him to do though? Like what, would you expect him if that happened? If that actually happened to him, would you expect him to just be like, "Ah, oh, well, the shit happens." <laughs> like, I feel like anybody would a, do that. It's a it's a fair point, especially considering like we don't really understand the government situation, and like he works for a private company. I yeah. think. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because he's not gonna just be like, "There's not a, a FBI." No. That covers the solar system, I assume. No. And like, he's also in danger of being blown up immediately by the same group. Right. And then nobody would hear about it ever. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And like, I, I think, think he does this really responsibly where he's like, here's all the data. I'm not blaming Mars for it, but I found this on the battery. Uh, yeah. Here's all the data. Here's what I know. You all decide what to do with it now. Um, I feel like it's a totally it is a little move. Bit, it, it is a little bit of victim blaming, you know. Yeah, when they they're just... blaming him for this war, <laughs> it's like I think it was probably the fault of the people that blew up the ship. Actually, right, right, and and that's where it feels very planned because at first, so there's two ways that this could shake out. Right, the first is like. Whoever set that distress beacon wanted someone to come find it and then they were going to come collect them. But because there's those six ships that appear pretty shortly after they're like going to meet the Martian ship. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem right because if that was true, why did they blow up the big main ship initially? Like it felt like those two things are connected, right? Mm-hmm. Like the six. Uh, ships and then the big main ship it feels like these are sort of on the same side so then it seems much more like somebody's trying to start a civil war it seems much more like somebody's trying to lure one of these martian ships out to just shred it and like really really get things ramped up um now who is that luke are we are we on are there aliens out here are we, is this Ooh. first contact with aliens where they're trying to weaken us? I'm for it. I'm a big alien guy, so I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it's aliens and not like, like, I feel like there's a theory where it's the, what is it, the OPA? Mm-hmm. That's too obvious. I don't think it's them. Um, is it the, got, Mor- is it the Mormons? Aliens. 
Hold on. Ooh, is it Brandon? <laughs> I forgot Brandon. Is it Brandon? He did make a lot of money with that Kickstarter. <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, my my vote's sticking with aliens, though. Because that also feels good for this weird fusion ship thing that happens. Like some, maybe some yeah, aliens yeah. got the fleshy in boy and fleshed up some some people. Yeah. <laughs> Your, your classic flesh up move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Or third theory, yeah. Luke, James Holden's okay. James Holden's doing all this. He's doing a little Kaiser Sosa. <laughs> Man, that'd be impressive. He's like, I don't know you why. Gotta I'm, give it to him if that's the case. I'm just in the right place at the right time. I don't. I don't know, officer. I'm just here. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he does have a lot of close calls. Yeah. Do you think he's a good captain? I mean, so so let me first say he doesn't start off as a captain, right? Right. right. Um, and like I, I, for one thing, I don't know what makes a good captain, but I mean, it's charisma based, I, right? It's mostly charisma based, as we've learned from bone ships. Um, I do like how a lot of the time he's just like, he's just doing vibes. Again, same thing as charisma based, mm-hmm. where like in a crisis, he basically is just like, all right, everybody calm down. What's the best thing we can do? And then like someone else gives the answer. And like, I I do think there's value in that, right? Yeah. yeah. He's also making tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like at the end here, when... She, when uh, I think her name is Naomi, yeah, is wondering if they should actually mess with the like transponder signal. Pushes the button. Somebody's got pushes to pushes the button. Although, so I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say good captain. To be fair, though, if he was wrong and they all blew up, like nobody's there to criticize his decision. So kind of an easy one. I mean, if you don't value your life at all, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he's doing a good job. Um, I'm also glad, though, that his, like, sort of cringe relationship that he had on the main ship ended abruptly, because that shit was not good, and you had to know it, James. Yeah. I hated the one scene that we had with that. Yeah. Where it was like, James, we all know what she's trying to tell you. You got to listen. You got to listen, bud. She's saying no. Oh, it would have been it's it's great actually now that I think about it that we that we didn't end up with a very painful to read romance that's not a real romance uh-huh. you know uh-huh I am concerned that it's moving that direction with Naomi he's giving her some looks so. he's giving her some looks that are like uh... he's he is you're not wrong I hope I hope not that's what that's what I'll say okay. rooting very strongly against it okay agreed agreed uh but i guess we're gonna find out luke i guess we're gonna find out luke hopefully in this next third we get some additional information about this big flesh mango thing that's been created Mm -hmm. out in the middle of space uh i'm sure we'll get some more shenanigans with captain holden of course hopefully hopefully we get some wealth distribution maybe this next third maybe it's a little bit of tax reform i i bet we will yeah it seems right uh, but i can guarantee we'll be back next week 
coming up with hot takes. And definitely being done nerds.